This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen episode 188. That means that we are more popular than James Charles at the moment. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. It's very yeah. possible. Well, maybe not. He still has millions of subscribers, but he's <laughs> losing millions by the second, I think. Uh, I think he lost something like three, four million subscribers. Uh, so if you have been under a rock... Uh, and for some reason don't know what the fuck we are talking about. Uh, there's a guy called James Charles that is this makeup guy on the internet that got famous through, well, more or less uh, people helping him. Uh, and especially a, a, a lady called Tati uh, that had him on his channel for many when when he was a very small uh, channel helping him promote and getting him in contact with business deals and things like that and uh, well according to some he has fucked her with doing a deal that is against her uh, and her cosmetic not cosmetic company but her um uh, Pill vitamin. company? Vitamin company? Yeah, vit- vitamin company, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so, um, but what is kind of weird there is that this would never get to the surface because that's not really, uh, why I'm creeped out of it because, because, uh, she more or less talks about this thing for, uh, 40 minutes in your in her YouTube video by sister that is one of the most viewed uh, videos on YouTube but uh, like uh, for seven minutes she also tells us that uh, he has used his fame and his influence on people to have uh, sex uh, with uh, people that are confused or uh, straight out, uh, straight, because he's famous. Right, exactly. And then some yeah. people actually came out who were the people that she accused uh, him of uh, trying, sleeping with her, trying to sleep with her, whatever. The one waiter guy, actually, there was an interview with him uh, and the, his whole side of it. There, I mean, there's different sides of this whole thing. Um 
but it really comes down to uh, this guy, James Charles, his whole world imploded this week uh, right after, pretty much right after, like the day after our show. So Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. His whole, this, he was the most, most liked, most watched, most viewed uh, makeup tutorial YouTuber. And he lost over a million subscribers in a day. The most, it's the most subscribers lost in a day ever on YouTube. I think he had 16 uh, million uh, subscribers, over 16 million subscribers. He has now 13.4. So he's he's lost over three and a half million subscribers. And that's in uh, approximately one week. I think the, gr- the part that everybody, like, I've seen a couple videos kind of defending certain parts of what, he he did or the story i guess uh basically uh people saying that maybe tati's uh reasoning behind making this video was a little less than genuine and i'm sure maybe definitely was maybe it was uh but i think the reason people were unsubscribing was more due to the fact of him trying to use his fame to do something like what he was doing uh right Anybody else that would use their fame for similar purposes, uh, w- it would be the same situation. If there was... But the, but, the, the, but the problem of it is that it's so a matter of fact in her video. It's so uh, like convenient. It's like uh, if he had done a deal with, with her instead of uh, this other vitamin company, this would probably never come to light. Because then she wouldn't have a problem with it. Right. So it's very clearly that she does it for economic reasons and not because she's against what he did. Because it's clearly that this is a pattern, that this wasn't the first time he has done this. It's come out stories that, that he has done this over and over and over and over again. And then he did this very shitty apology video where he clearly tried to manipulate people by fake crying. It's the worst fake crying I have ever seen in my entire life. And it wasn't really Uh, an apology. It was more of a, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel bad. Uh, and I want to make a video about it. It wasn't really that much of an apology per se. And as far as the whole video video goes and whether this stuff would have come out if she had not, um, made a video about it, I think it would have still come out eventually. Uh, eventually, yes. Yeah. But but not but but um, may, maybe it would have had um, bigger uh, re, uh, like a b- bigger bigger uh, deal. But 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 the problem, I, I I don't have a problem with her doing it. I, I but I don't go on the internet and call her brave for doing it. Either. No, no. Do you see what I uh, right. say? People have been calling her brave and 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 things like that, and I I think that's taking it a little too far because she wasn't brave; she was just money fucking hungry. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you want to twist it enough in your mind, you could say she was brave, and because she's going against somebody who's so famous, and that if right. if the if her fans 
uh, or if his fans decided that what she said was bullshit, in this case, they didn't, obviously. They all unsubscribed from him, or a lot of them did. But if they had all turned on her, she would have gotten tons of shit if it would have gone the other way. And she made this video. So I can understand how people would say that's brave, um, Mm. because she could have ended up losing subscribers instead of him in this situation. Because she's coming out against somebody who's so famous and so well liked, um, yeah. So in that sense, I don't know if she necess- if that totally holds up. But I do think there was uh, money behind her whole video. I, I it really I mean it comes down to to me the the sex thing is what creeped everybody out about it is because if mm. if it was a guy using his fame to manipulate women. Uh, it, everybody would be just as upset, you know what I mean? If not more, right. considering right. the Me Too right. movement. So I think this is a correct response from people when when James Charles does it. Just because he's not a straight white man doing the exact same thing doesn't mean we shouldn't get just as mad. Oh no, no, I'm 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 extremely I'm extremely uh, proud of the community that has been so strong against him. I mean, I I never was subscribed. To the guy because I'm not that into makeup. Tutorial. I've never seen a single video of his. <laughs> I, I've seen him in videos with of other, like you know collabs with other people, but I've never seen a I've never seen a video of his. But, but we don't do makeup, so why would we have? Right, right, and uh, uh, this also made him late to his five hundred dollar meetup. Yes, you had to pay five hundred dollars to meet up. And he was, uh, was it three hours late? The 17 minutes uh, of Q&A in Australia after this has ha- had happened. So it's clear that he doesn't give really two shits about this. Well, I bet his PR and, people were like, we can't stick him out there for that long. Otherwise, something terrible could happen. Like a fan could start asking him questions or people could start throwing stuff at him. We got to get him out of there quick so that nothing bad happens. Right. I understand the PR move behind that but i also understand why people would be upset that they got uh screwed out of the meet and greet yeah that you paid five hundred dollars and that's the other thing is people were already upset about the whole ticket price thing the week before this happened so it was Mm -hmm. a it was also a build-up of things of why people don't like james charles it wasn't just this one incident no uh, did you see uh, Joe Rogan with Tulsi Gabbard this week? Yeah, I did. What did well, you I listened. I listened to it. I didn't watch it. Well, I watched certain right. parts of it, but uh, yeah, what I like it. Think? I like. Uh, I definitely like Tulsi Gabbard. I didn't see any. I, yeah, nothing she said was any kind of any different than the stuff she normally says. But she definitely it felt like she. Uh, maintained her composure. That's what I like about her. Yeah. She's very composed and very um, eloquent with her speech and always knows exactly how to answer a question very concisely. And I, I think I think Joe was very uh, uh, good at asking her the right kind of questions as well. Uh, it didn't feel like she was given too much an open floor, but uh, uh, didn't like pin her to her ideologist either. But asking good questions, like letting her 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 speak her mind, uh, 
was I I I really really liked it. I hope more of of uh, the people that are in consideration of uh, running for the presidency will go on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna happen. I, I can only Tulsi and maybe I can't even think of who else would would be on Joe Rogan and, and it, it not be a problem. Sanders. I can see, yeah, but I don't see the people who run his campaign allowing him to go on Joe Rogan. Because Joe Rogan Mm. has talked so much shit about Bernie Sanders. He called him weak. I know, I know, I know. Right, so that's why I think think they would avoid it. Yeah, it's the second time she's been on the show, and so he covered more material than they did the first time and kind of expanded on some of the stuff they talked about the first time. I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things. Anything else that you watched on YouTube this week? Or the Trisha Paytas H H three H three drama. Oh my God! Trisha oh, Paytas. We didn't know who this person even was until no. Big Brother. Oh, Celebrity Big Brother UK. Remember she was yes. on that. Uh, yeah. And we were like, "Who the hell is this YouTuber?" Like yep. they acted like she was famous. We'd never heard of her, but now she's got this. H3H3 made this video about Instagram. Um, Did you see the Instagram video? Yes, I did. And he was pointing out that uh, Instagram is bad for people's self-esteem because it shows you this this, uh, level of beauty that nobody can ever reach. And he made some jokes, and she she was the butt of some of those jokes, and she got very upset about it. Uh, Yeah, she didn't fake cry. She cried, cried. Uh, she made a, a, an a extremely strange YouTube video where where she's like, "You're talking bad about me. He's putting women behind five years old. Oh, it's so bad. You shouldn't fat shame people. Uh, well, you shouldn't go on Instagram using." All your fucking filters. That was his point. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't go pretend... If you go and pretend you're somebody, and then somebody points out, hey, you're pretending to be somebody else, and then you get offended by it? Sure. (laughs) Anyways, that's uh, our YouTube uh, drama. Oh, we should mention, with the whole uh, James Charles thing, somehow we mentioned James Charles last week, like, multiple times. During... During the, uh, what, what, when was it? Eurovision, right? Because we were talking yeah. about that sister song. So I was mentioning mm-hmm. James Charles, and then I was like, oh, this happens right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, then another thing that happened the day after the show, on a Thursday, Chelsea Manning got released, and sounding like they're going to put her back in there if she doesn't testify again. Yeah, it always happens on Thursdays. Tomorrow is the second final of Eurovision. That's all I have to say. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that a little later. Let's go right into the news! I really like saying that. Just like him as well. Drama alert. That's right. I, I, I never remember his name. Is it because Kimstar is so, is, is so bland? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember the first time I saw him and I went, uh, when did YouTube YouTube turn into TMZ all of a sudden? I, I know. I was never oh, a huge fan fan of the Keem, as they call him. <clears throat> I think. But yeah, so, so, 
Keemstar isn't a Scientologist, I don't think, but no, we are going to talk about Scientology right here, because last week we talked about the Scientology cruise ship uh, that was still mm-hmm. under quarantine, right? Yes, it was. Duke, Duke, I cruise ships go bop bop, not too too. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm saving the Nazi pressure train to the. It's the Scientology measles boat. Yeah, uh, yes. Scientology measles boat. Uh, it says has been cleared of the measles risk. Uh, the church says. So we're getting this from the Sci- the Church of Scientology. Uh, not necessarily the mm-hmm. most credible source, but it says all the passengers and crew of the cruise ship owned and operated by the Church of Scientology have been cleared from the risk of spreading or contracting measles after a staffer on board was isolated with the highly contagious disease. Uh, it was quarantined in St. Lucia last uh, late last month before it was set to sail home uh, with about 300 people on board. Those aboard the ship who have been vaccinated or had measles were free to leave, uh, but everyone else uh, had to be vaccinated on board. The doctors aboard the ship had ordered 100 doses of measles vaccine before leaving St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. The Church of Scientology says all passengers and crew of the Free Winds, the name of the boat, have been fully cleared of any possible risk of being infected by the measles or infecting others. So, that whole thing's over, I guess. The love boat. And in this article, I don't know if you see this, but they have a recommended news thing, and it says, who's the real winner of Tati Westbrook versus James Charles? Gummy vitamins, the experts say. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, it's probably true. The people who won are the people that make all those stupid vitamins that don't do anything. Yeah. All that free advertising, boy. Yeah, because he was at Coachella. That story is so... It's so absurd. He was at, at Coachella, and uh, he had problems with security, and uh, suddenly all, uh, the people that wanted to do the Instagram thing was there and helped him getting good security and that's why he did it. That's one of the bad worst excuses for doing something I have ever heard in my entire fucking life. <laughs> did you hear about this? Yes, he said they didn't pay him yeah. for it and that it yeah. was because they were being nice him. to him, right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, hey, uh, what did we also talk about last week? Uh, Luke made a joke last week. I, I'm you're not allowed to make jokes from now on. Okay. You said Sweden. You, you said Sweden are probably going to open up their allegations. Oh, it wasn't even a joke. I had actually seen that, yeah. but yes, we did make a joke oh. about it at the time. And it says here, uh, Sweden wants to extradite Assange over rape allegations, uh, complicating the U.S. efforts to try to. Oh, to try him for conspiracy. There we go. Uh, Sweden reopens the investigation into a rape allegation against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange on Monday and will seek to extradite him from Britain. The potential setback uh, to efforts by the United States to put him on trial. Deputy Chief Prosecutor Eva Marie Presson told a press conference in Stockholm she would continue a preliminary investigation that was dropped in 2017 without charges being brought after Assange took ref- refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. 
Assange denies the accusations, and, but was arrested in Britain last month after spending seven years hiding inside the embassy. So they're reopening the Swedish case. Yeah, that we have doc documented is so fucking fake. The woman who is who they accuse him of uh, raping has said it was fake. That's how fake it yep. is. It says here the statute of limitations mm -hmm. for rape in Sweden is 10 years, a, den a deadline which would be reached mid-August of next year for the for the specific alleged incident. So the, they're also just trying to get in there before the statute of limitations runs out, Fro. A lawyer representing the victim in the rape investigation urged uh, Swedish prosecutors to move up quickly. All of a sudden, this is so weak. Uh, this is so weird. We are not going to give up until charge is brought up and the case goes to court. My client feels great gratitude and says she's hopeful of getting rescued and we both hope that justice will win. Remember when your client said it was a hoax and it never happened? Remember that later? Uh, Wikilinks said reopening the Swedish investigation would give Assange a chance to clear his name. Uh, Wikileaks editor-in-chief yeah. Christian Hraffonsson there's got to be a mm -hmm. vowel missing somewhere in there. Uh, since Julian Assange was arrested on April 11th, there has been considerable political pressure on Sweden to reopen in their investigation, but there has always been political pressure surrounding this case. Uh, if convicted in Sweden, Assange could face up to four years. So, sorry, the reason why I'm laughing is not because of the thing, but there should should be a, a vowel in there. Right. It sounded like a, a very good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a vowel in there. Yeah, it's. I, I'm. I'm going to bet uh, pretty much that he's from Iceland because it would be Hafersen. Uh, oh, okay. Christian Hafferson, yeah. There we go. So, spelled like that. Anyway. I have a, actually, there is an upside to this because, like they said, he could clear his name uh, it, right. in, in this whole situation. Or, let's say he does go to jail for four years. Is it better to be in jail for four years in Sweden or in America? Oh, Sweden. Right. <laughs> so, there is actually no an doubt. upside to this whole story in a way. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear about a very very stupid girl okay. that died for a very very stupid reason? Sure. Norway sees first human rabies death in two hundred years. I wonder why. Follow follow it. Very good. A twenty four year old woman died this week of rabies after bitten by a puppy. She rescued while, while on vacation in the Philippines, her family announced. In February, while on holiday her, with her friends, uh, found a helpless uh, puppy on the side of the road during a scooter ride. Uh, she put the puppy in the basket and brought him home. She cleaned it and carried it and uh, to her joy it started healing. They played with the puppy in the garden of the resort while they were staying, the family said in a statement published Thursday. After a while, the puppy started trying to bite them like puppies do, 
it nibbled their fingers while they were playing. The young woman, a hospital employee, started feeling ill after her return to Norway and was put to in intensive care at the hospital while she worked and was passed away on Monday morning. I feel very, very bad for the family, but this is incredibly stupid reason to to, to die. Uh, I mean, it. I don't know if it's stupid. Uh, I think it's kind of crazy that she died in a hospital. Yeah. You think they would have noticed the symptoms in a hospital, but sure. It says here, Norwegian Institute of Public Health said the last recorded case of rabies contacted by humans in Norway dates back to 1815 and to 1826 for an animal. So, over, a, uh, like, almost 200 years, actually. Yeah, but it's kind of... Mm, okay, uh, it, I think it's a kind of a clickbait article because it sounds like it happened in Norway and she was in the Philippines. That's one. And otherwise, also, why did she not get it vaccinated? Like, that's the thing. Like, did, did this all... All we say it again, vaccine. <laughs> Vaccines for dogs are also very important. It says here, according oh. to the family, no one in the group of friends had been vaccinated against rabies. No, right. So not her and none of the other people that were uh, also involved in this, none of them had. Right. That's, I, that's I, kind of... You don't play with a straight dog on vacation if you don't have... have a rabies shot? Right. Yeah, a rabies shot. Yeah. I actually it's saw a stupid. super similar uh, thing out of Mongolia. I don't know if you saw this. The couple that died from bubonic plague. No. After they ate a raw rodent kidney. Oh, God. F supposedly for good health. They, it was supposed to be like a kind of, I, I don't know, Chinese medicine kind of herbal thing. And, <sighs> and they died of bubonic plague. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's talk about the health minister in Norway, Look. Tell okay. me about her. She she seems to think that um, that letting people smoke, drink, and eat raw meat or red meat, not raw meat. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, should be allowed. You talked about you, you talked about the, the, the people getting. I was just thinking about, about the, Mongolians. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Norway's newly appointed health minister has caused controversy by saying people should be allowed to eat, smoke, and drink as much as they want. Uh, she also said smokers are being are, are were made to feel like pariahs. A populist politician with an anti with anti immigration views, she was appointed as the new health minister on Friday, after a year of being forced to quit over a security row. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't. I don't see anything about this security row in this well, thing here. But Sylvie Lystav, and she's the worst uh, woman in Norway. She says her, she herself was a former smoker. Uh, she told the Norwegian or the NRK, "My starting point for this uh, with public health is very simple. I do not plan to be the moral police, and I will not tell people how to live their lives. But I intend to help people get information that forms the basis for making choices." Okay. She says people should be allowed to smoke, drink, eat as much red meat as they want. The authorities may like to inform but people pretty much know what healthy and what's healthy and what is not healthy i think 
I mean, that is kind of true. Every, it, unless you're dealing with very small kids, everybody knows smoking's bad. I mean, you right. you don't go up to somebody and who's smoking. You go, hey, you know, cigarettes are bad for you, and they go, what? <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! Oh my god! That's what this warning on this package means. <laughs> I'm so in shock. Yeah, no, I, I, I am. I kind of agree, but I also disagree in one way because, like, as a health minister. That's what like my my main problem with this is. Right. This is like your fucking job. Exactly. Your fucking job is is to actually warn people about smoking, eating too much red meat, and drinking too much. That's your your job as a health minister. You shouldn't go like, oh, drink and smoke and eat as much red meat as possible. Like, no. Uh, it's all about information. Like. It's not that long time ago we knew that red meat was bad for you. It's like, it's not that. Uh, uh, as a health minister, your job is to inform a population that is filled with stupid people that don't actually know things like that. Right. Um, That's what I'm thinking. It seems like that would be generally in your job description, but it uh, she's coming from a whole different perspective as far as... She's obviously on the side of the cigarette companies and the alcohol companies and everything else probably. Right. She's probably being paid right. off by them. Right. All right, and something else? She's a populist. She's also a populist, so... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh... She doesn't like to talk against people because they are voting for her. That makes sense, sure. Uh, she's trying to be on those people's side uh, morally or whatever. That's why she's saying she's not a moral arbiter, even though you are the health minister, which should kind of be a moral obligation that you, uh, as a health minister, try to keep people healthy, but whatever. Um, something else we talked about last week, right at the end of the show, I mentioned this. Uh... I, about the Iran, uh, uh, US, the U.S. sending two uh, aircraft carriers to the coast off the coast of Iran. Remember us talking about this last week, Fro? Mm -hmm. Yes. And now Britain is warning of the Iran-U.S. conflict. Uh, and the and Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, the U.S. of the U.S. met with Europeans. Uh, says here, Iran and the United States could trigger a conflict by accident in an already unstable Gulf region. Britain's foreign minister on Monday said the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo held talks in Brussels with the main European powers on a, on the crisis. Uh, while European Union shares the U.S. concerns about Iran, including over its involvement in the Syrian conflict, it still backs the, uh, the 2015 nuclear deal saying that it's in Europe's own security interests, which Trump pulled out of the 2015 deal with Iran. Yeah. Uh, we are very worried about this conflict, about the risk of, about the risk of conflict. An explanation is unattended Britain's Jeremy Hunt told reporters in Brussels. So, 
Iran says that the strategy amounts to psychological warfare, and a senior Iran Iranian Revolutionary Guard commander on Sunday said Iran would retaliate against any aggressive U.S. moves. Uh, this is in response to two oil tankers being, um, I believe they were, right, one was uh, Saudi, and believe it or not, Fro, the other oil tanker was Norwegian, Fro. Mm. And they were sabotaged, these two oil tankers. The Iranians are saying that it was the U.S. that sabotaged them to start some type of conflict, uh, sort of like the Gulf of Tonkin incident, if you remember, if we talked about that in the past. And the U.S. are saying that the Iranians uh, did this. And this is what's kind of causing this whole uh, feud after... Uh, this is right after the Trump pulls out of the Iran deal, and we send these um, aircraft carriers there. We should mention that we are allies with both the Saudis and Israel, and both of them don't like Iran. And we should mention, remember us covering that, that general in the past and him talking about the five countries we were planning to invade, and the last one on that list was Iran, bro? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, I remember. This is just a continue. This is this is the continuation of that. Uh, so if you didn't know that this Iran thing was coming, you haven't been paying attention to the show. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's sad. It's very very sad. It's just like I I would love. Uh, I I I just would love to to. Uh, have there be no conflict about this. And you guys, uh, the Norwegians are involved now because your oil tanker was one of the ones that was sabotaged. So in a, it, it, you, it's, you're in this uh, conflict just as much as all these other countries that we've been talking about, the U.S., Iran, Saudi Arabia, Israel. Now Norway is somehow in that, in that mix. It's very strange. You wouldn't expect mm. Norway that that size of a country to be involved in this mix so early, but you guys do deal with a lot of oil and that's where, what was happening in this region. So yeah, it's sad. Uh, Hey, do you know, it's not uh, legal in Arizona to have a non shock if you are a fellow. I guess it was, uh, it, it, it's actually it says it's no longer a felony so not a felon mm. it used oh, to be I thought it was felon felons like, no like like yeah. if you got out of jail then you couldn't have nunchucks no have nunchucks yeah i thought it was about that no it was a felony to own nunchucks uh previously oh. in arizona uh, okay that makes much more sense right it, it said uh that Specifically, they were supporters of the bill celebrating, saying that people who use weapons for martial arts are unlikely to use them to commit a crime, right? So it was allowed before this, if you were using them to train for a martial arts competition, you could have them. It says Arizona only allowed weapons to be used for preparing preparation for mar martial arts competitions. Uh, but Friday, people who practice martial arts... Uh, up up until Friday, people who face uh, who practice martial arts face the risks of a felony charge for possessing if they possess nunchucks in public. 
Um, the state's Republican governor, Doug Ducey, signed a bill removing nunchucks from a list of prohib prohibited weapons, including bombs, guns, and si gun silencers, and automatic firearms. So it was on the list with those all those things, and so they've made nunchucks legal now. Do you think this John Kavanaugh is at all related to the other Ken Kavanaugh? I don't know who you're talking about. In the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh. Oh, John Kavanaugh. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Maybe it's his brother. It's very possible. I mean, I'll, let me look it up real quick, and you move on to the next story, I guess. Yep. Actress uh, Alicia Milano says, uh, calls for sex strike in protest of abortion bans. Actress <laughs> uh, um, Alicia Milano in, integrated uh, social media with threat on Friday night calling for a woman to join her in a sex strike to protest against strict abortion bans passed by Republican-controlled lectures. The former star of Charm and current mm, cast member of Insatiable, which is filmed in Georgia, urged Duman to tweet having sex until we get bodily at, at, out to me back. Her tweet came after Georgia may, uh, became the fourth state in the U.S. this year to ban abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six weeks before many women know they are pregnant. We need to understand how dire the situation is across the country, Milano told the Associated Press on Saturday. It's, remains reminding, it's reminding people that we have control or our own bodies and how to use it. She noted that women have a historical withheld sex to protest or activate for political reforms. She cited uh, insurers women refused to have sex in the 1960, in, in, in the 1600s as a way to stop in e-regulated warfare. Right, and, and like you said, this is all in response to uh, Alabama banning abortions and uh, it's gotten a lot of attention obviously here it's a huge issue and it's very controversial yeah. abortion in and of itself is a very controversial issue and mm -hmm. it's been very talked about and she tweeted out she wants a sex strike so she wants women all across America to not have sex with their boyfriends or husbands or whatever to try to get abortion back in Alabama. Well, be, be very happy, Alyssa Milano, because the sex, most sexy woman on earth, Beth Midler, is supporting you. I hope the hashtag woman of Georgia stop having sex until, uh, with men until the integrities are overturned. So it means that if gay sex and homo and, and, and lesbian sex is okay, but not men to women. Have you ever seen that episode of, of Seinfeld where they they have the bet uh, who can last the longest last without masturbating? Longest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this that? that? Is this the Seinfeld episode except on a very large scale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I just think this is very, very stupid? 
I mean, it's, I don't see the benefit of this, okay? Um, number one, if the people, if the Christian right, let's say, uh, or whoever doesn't like abortions, the reason they don't like abortions is they don't want uh, these children to be killed, right? Well, if you don't have sex, then you're not having kids. So, if, let's say this lasted for two years, the sex strike, and it actually, like, no women actually had any sex, then our abortion problem would also be fixed. You see what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Yeah, no. They should fuck extra much, actually. They should make it even more difficult, yeah. Right, it's, it, it, it definitely brings up the whole idea of, of the, the Christian right always say, well, what, what, you don't need um, an abortion. All you need is abstinence. And her <laughs> her reaction to banning abortions is abstinence. You see the confusion that's yeah. going to be happening here? <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. So was uh, John Kavanaugh related to Donald no. Kavanaugh? No, he was just some Arizona cop. Or for, okay. former police officer is what I said. Okay. It wouldn't be strange, though, with that kind of name. And, yeah, and the, the whole... In America, family politics uh, go very hand-in-hand, hand, if you haven't noticed, with the Bushes and the the Clintons and everything else. So. Right, right. Hey, have you ever eaten a durian? No, I've never even seen one. But I, I know they, they... I've heard they smell like rotting flesh, is what I'm to understand. Yeah. I, I've I've heard they are pretty tasty, but it has a horrendous smell. How is that possible to smell horrendously but tastes good? I think like the fruit itself tastes or smells horrible, but like they make candy out of it, and then the candy is good. But I don't know if like eating the fruit directly is good. If that makes sense. Right. But the college in Australia cleared its library last week due to suspended gas leak, which turned out to be smelly fruit sticking up the campus. University of Canberra library announced that the mysterious ten stench was uh, permanenting in the building. Shortly after the building was evacuated, the library uh, posted some humorous details about the incident on Facebook. We are open, thanks to everybody evacuated so quickly and safely. About 550 people left in building under six minutes. Fortunately, suspicious gas leak turned out to be a part of a durian. Uh, the offending fruit has now been removed. <laughs> 550 people were evacuated due to this fruit. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. For it's, those on film familiar with the durian, it may, may, be, may be for the best. It's a spiky South Asian fruit. It's banned from most public areas due to the horrendous smells it emits. It, it says here, yeah. food writer Richard Sterling describes the odor as a mix between turpentine and onions garnished with a gym sock. <laughs> 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 it, it can be smelled yards away. Uh, apparently, the scent can also mimic the smell of gasoline. Hmm. So okay. That's, well, I mean, turpentine yeah. and gasoline are very—they have a very similar scent. So. 
Yeah, that's uh, hilarious. Drag- dragon fruit also looks very, very strange. Have you ever seen the this dragon fruit? I have actually. I've seen those in the store here. They sell them here. Yeah. yeah. They look very, very strange. They look like an alien pod, like alien yeah. baby pod. Yeah. I'm sure there's some conspiracy theory out there about that that they are alien. We should look up if there's some vegetables uh, and fruit conspiracy alien theorists out there. If they're, what do you mean, like that certain fruits are alien? Yeah. I know, actually, if you do some, uh, there there has been studies that show that octopi are alien. I know that. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, there's been research that's done that says they, they didn't originate on Earth. Really? Mm-hmm. We could look into that, I wow. guess. Oh, that looks like a very good topic for us to do. Uh, hey, do you like it when they say college is free? Uh, well, it, it's, it's a confused term. We'll say that. Yeah, and uh, Luke, Luke, yeah, Luke is going to talk about it. No, he isn't. Trum is going to tell the truth about it. Stop calling it free stuff. This is Trum where Trump tells the truth. I'm going to talk about a sentence that the conservative always use. It calls free stuff. When people talk about uh, getting free education for the people, oh, you cannot demand free stuff. When you talk about making public schools great again, they talk about, oh, giving away free stuff. Every time they meet the liberals, they say, oh, liberals are just for giving away free stuff. What do we just call it investment? Yes. Would you use money on the upcoming generations. You invest in the people. When you, these are the people who are going to build your country from no one after your parents are long gone. You, when you give people free education, they start up things and do things to benefit society. They come back to good jobs and get, be taxpayers. You can have an example. I grew up with my two parents who come not from a very rich background. My father was from a little farm, a long farm in the village side in a place called Telmark. Yeah, he didn't grow up with a lot of money, but you had an state found out, well, we shall educate in him, we shall invest him in because he's a smart person. He managed to become a doctor who gave a lot to other people. Yes, there was not they gave away free stuff. They just gave him that possibility to evolve to the best for society. When you give money to the military, you don't give the military free stuff. You invest in the military so they can defend your country. I can go on and on and on in examples. But when people state, we have to talk, stop talking about the state as giving away things for free. Because that what they give away is an investment in people. When they keep people away from poverty, they invest in people. When they give people education, they invest in people. When they give child care so people can work and evolve for the best of society, it's investment. Stop talking about this is a show. It's a bar when you get free alcohol and free shots and you don't have to pay for it. And don't make it to about none of the people who get this shall ever pay it back because 
people who are well educated became doctors, firefighters, police officers, and so on. They give a lot back to society. The military don't give any country any income, but I think most of the most people who are living in America and Europe and other places in the world will just will acknowledge that the military is a good investment for the country's security. This was Trump. Trump tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Trump telling the truth about college and how you shouldn't call it free. I agree with him. It is an investment. It's not free. Uh, yeah, I'm. That's that's the misnomer that. Uh, people want free stuff and then they say, yeah, but how are you going to pay for it? That's where the how are you going to pay for it thing comes from. Um, But they don't realize that we're wasting money other places, so we just stop wasting money on the military and other things, and then we use that money to do things and invest in things that are important. That's how you pay for it. It's really not that complicated. I don't don't understand why people think, oh, where are we going to get all this money? Uh, you don't hear them say that when we build new aircraft carriers or when we build new ships for the Navy, do you? Where are we going to get this money to build new ships, Fro? I never hear that. <laughs> hey, remember when I said uh, we will probably not talk uh, much about Eurovision last week? I Actually, that. before we get into Eurovision, I'm seeing here... Oh. No octopuses do not come from outer space, says Live Science. Uh, oh. Uh... A top team of 33 authors published a recent pa- peer-reviewed paper with a hypothesis uh, on March 13th from the journal Progress Biophysics and Molecular Biology uh, with an unusual thesis uh, that the biodiversity during the modern animal groups was direct result of extraterrestrial virus that crashed into Earth in a meteor impact. And now people are saying as of May 7th, May 17th, of this year, or of last year, that that's not true. So I was wrong. Wow. Apparently, uh, uh, well, there's. I think it's still a theory, but I don't think it. It's, uh, some people say it's not true. So I got. No, remember when I said we will probably not talk about Eurovision? Right. Well, there was some news this uh, week. American song contest. Christer Bjerkman reveals plan to launch it as soon as 2021. The rumors has been confirmed. It's time to party in the USA. Today, organizers of the American Song Contest revealed that the competition for the United States will launch in 2021 or 2022. During today's press conference held in the Lighthouse Hotel in Tel Aviv, Eurovision Song Contest producer Christer Bjerkman, along Anders Lindorf and Ola Melzing, revealed that they will bring in the much-loved uh, music contest stateside. Uh, yeah, what did you do? You think about this? Uh, right, it's going to be United States. Well, it says American Song Contest, and they say we don't know if that's really what it's going to be called. Right. That seems confusing to me because it says they're only going to uh, use states, so there's no right. other country. So it's not like it's, th- it's not the no. Americas song contest. No. So it doesn't include South America. It doesn't include Canada. Doesn't include you know th- these things, but just Puerto Rico, American states, right? Right. Uh, 
Well, I don't know. Puerto Rico might be included, but I don't know. That's uh, no, all. I think it. I think it would be fifty states. Like that's right. that's what I heard. But it does say here uh, that they plan on uh, expanding in the future. So this is like they're going to start out, and then maybe Canada and other places will be added after. Right. Like the Isles of Samoa wall of a sudden in in 2025 will be in. I don't know. Um, what do you think about this? Is this something you would watch? Because I wouldn't. I feel like it's going to be worse songs than the European version, but I could be wrong, I guess. <laughs> I, I actually agree. Uh, last uh, night there was the semi-final, uh, number one, Greece, Belarus, Serbia, Cyprus, Estonia, Czech Republic, Australia, Ireland, San Marino, and Slovenia went through, Portugal, Hungary, Belgium, Por Poland, Georgia, Finland, and Montenegro did not qualify. So, one of your favorites, Finland, already out. Ah, okay. Yes. But Australia was uh, amazing. Amazing last night. It was fucking amazing. Just amazing. And when is the so, actual final happening? Do we know? Uh, Saturday. 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 Yes. So, so we'll have the Saturday. results next week, exactly. Yes. So uh, tomorrow there's arm. Uh, Armenia, Ireland, Moldova, Switzerland, Latvia, Romania, Denmark, Sweden, Austria, Croatia, Malta, Lithuania, Russia, Albania, Norway, Netherlands, North Macedonia, and Azerbaijan is tomorrow. Okay. So, let's move on. Have you seen any TV? But before we talk about that, uh, uh, I've talked about my fascination of the Jeremy Kyle show on ITV before. Uh, I haven't watched it for over two years, I want to say. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, Jeremy Kyle show uh, is now cancelled because uh, it's taken out of air uh, after a death of a guest. Uh, 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 week appeared on the show. So, like, uh, he was taking a lie detector, as I as and to, and he failed, and then he took his life. Uh, okay, he took a lie detector test to convince fiance his fiance that he had not cheated, but they split right. after he failed uh, the test, according to the son. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is, seems like something that was bound to happen eventually with these kind of shows, right? But the strange part is, these kind of shows have been happening in America for years. I mean, Oprah, this was what Oprah did before she's, what she does now, was this show. Right. Did anybody kill themselves yeah. on Oprah because of Oprah? I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Did anybody kill themselves because of Dr. Phil? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. in America, nothing would be done about it, maybe. Yeah, so they cancelled it. They removed all his episodes from ITV Hub, uh, the hub where you could watch all the episodes. So they deleted But they said that they would like to work with Jeremy Kyle. So they're not blaming him. Right. It's the show that was the problem. Right. It's, it's creating these situations where... 
uh, you out somebody for something like that. And yeah, I mean, imagine, I mean, in, in America, I remember what show was, it? I want to say it was Maury where this lady came on like 15 times to try to find out who was her baby's daddy. And it was like every single time she came on, it wasn't right. Um, I can't like that same situation. This could have happened but it would have been right. the lady, not the guy in the lie detector. Like the lie detector thing is creating a situation where somebody is going to get upset inevitably. And if the person is unbalanced, then this can happen. And it's just sad. It is a very, very sad story. So next week we will talk of uh, Game of Thrones because me and Luke have decided to watch the last episode of Game of Thrones for some fucking strange reason. Um, but uh, do you know that the Game of Thrones language is uh, learned by 1.2 million people? I don't oh. even know how they found that number. I, I, I have no clue. Right. Dracarys says uh, the biggest tiger on two dragon. I have no clue what we're we talking about there. Uh, uh, her young dragon ordering him to spit fire on the incredulous enemy who is uh, get torched alive. The scene uh, from the third uh, season of Game of Thrones is the stuff of legends, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it look, may, may look like gibberish, but the lines are spoken in Valerian, a language split into many dialects emerge across the region of Game of Thrones. Uh, it's written by a linguist called David J. Peterson who has created over 50 fictional languages. Right, okay, I'm seeing here, uh, we're getting into uh, Reddit meme territory here, Fro. <coughs> uh, and you'll see why in a second. The popular online learning platform Duolingo, you heard of this before, uh -huh. Fro? Like from uh -huh. the meme? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, even includes the high Valerian, this this specific dialect. In, in its offerings to date, 1.2 million le learners have started the course, particularly popular in the UK. So that's where they're getting the 1.2, is from Duolingo. Oh, okay. So I don't trust it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just says they started it. That doesn't mean they like actually yeah. did anything or got anywhere in learning any of this stuff but i mean when i was a kid when star trek was uh next generation started to get really big when the klingons were very first kind of introduced in the 90s oh, yeah. I, I had a next door neighbor that had the klingon whatever uh, book where you learn the language yeah. out of it you know it's, know, the, it's the I, same I, thing the same thing I've, I've seen a documentary of people actually learning klingon and speaking it perfectly so i know there are crazy people out there yeah, I'm just saying this is very so, similar to that whole... It's just a new generation of people doing it. Yeah. Right. So if you have any interest in watching Game of Thrones, watch it on Sunday because me and Luke will talk about it on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully I get around to watching it. I haven't even... Uh, I I totally forgot we even talked about that last week until you just brought it up. So <laughs> uh, we'll see. You have to remind me. Okay. Definitely remind me this week, Fro, because otherwise I may forget completely. Uh, but mm -hmm. let's plug the email address, another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to email us, we got no emails this week, 
Uh, we also have a Facebook, another Digital Citizen on Facebook. Anything cool on Facebook? Oh, I'm not even there. You know, just memes and different things, and news stories and songs. So go check that out. Cool. Have you seen any TV this week, Luke? I saw a little bit of TV. Um, well, uh, where should I start? I finished Dead to Me. Did you watch... Did you finish... The... No. I finished the whole season of that uh, to get to the end. I'm not sure I'm going to bother, to be honest. I wanted to... I'll tell you, you do get a conclusion at the end of the season. It's not like okay. some shows where it's like, I'm not going to give you a conclusion so that I can move this into a second season with the storyline. So you mm. do get like a wrap-up. So that, there is a good thing about that. Um, last week, when I had watched half of this, I gave it a 6.5. This mm. week, I'm docking it a point, um, moving it down to a 5.5. It was average. It's an average show. Um, but like we said last week, there's certain plot elements that don't fit together. There's certain things yeah. in the story that don't make sense to the real world. Um, yeah. And it just felt a little... I don't know, uh, man, Haiti, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> a little. Well, uh, yeah. While this felt man, Haiti, uh, we'll get into another show I watched a little later. But what did you see this week, Fro? Oh, please, can it be the show that I think it is that came out uh, this week called The Society? It is. I think we're probably going to do 30 minutes just on this show. I watched... How much of this did you watch? <laughs> I, I've seen it all. I also saw it all. Why did we watch this yeah. whole show? I have no clue. I know. I gave it a fucking three, and I watched every fucking second of it. Yeah. This is extremely bad, ladies and gentlemen. I gave it a 2.5, and I've seen every fucking episode of it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> But it's yeah, like, no. I wanted to see what bad could happen next. It was like the Howard Stern show yeah. thing, where everybody was listening yes. to Howard Stern because they wanted to wanted to be offended <laughs> by what he was going to say next. And that's uh -huh. what this was. It was like, I mean, well, I'll, I wrote down, this is a combination of The 100 and the TV show Under yeah. the Dome. You remember Under the Dome, from? <laughs> yeah. It's a combination yeah, yeah. of those two shows, and they just mashed them together and made this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like we were, I was talking about dead to me. This is even more man Haiti. I, I don't oh, even know is, how to describe this, this show. Uh, this like, <laughs> well, uh, if I, I think if I, I became a men's right, rights activist after watching the show, I think, but I'm sorry? not sure. Sorry. I sorry? think I became a men's rights activist after watching the show. <laughs> I'm at least on the fence I, yeah. now. I'm on the fence at this point. <laughs> no, I. This is a shit show, and I, I'm, 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 I'm also very, very surprised that I continued watching it because it's much, 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 much worse than 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 uh, the other one. And then I, and I watched this, and I, it, I like it. It felt like uh, I was stuck to the screen, I was like, really? They're doing this? Okay, cool. Let's move on and see if they can top that. 
And in the next episode, they do something even worse. And I go, really? Did you that? And I went like, okay, let's see if they can do something worse. And then I continued doing that for ten fucking episodes. That's exactly how it I was felt. Over. I wrote down here this. It, this show, you know how we complain a lot on this show, and Fro- uh, Tron complains about it as well, uh, about the Republican right or the conservative right, and their, <laughs> yeah. uh, the conservative Christian right specifically, and their yeah. kind of weird yeah. views on things. This show is from the, conserv- or the Christian left. Mm-hmm. Do you get that, bro? <laughs> it's like the Christian left wanted to make a show, and so it's all these very li- liberal things. It's like, but there, <gasps> there's also all this Christian influence. There's tons of allegory to the Bible in this. Tons. There's a, a woman gets bit by a snake for Christ's sake in the first episode. Yep. Yep. Um. So there's all it, these allegories is, to that, but it it's also very, I, I wrote that down as uh, is this <laughs> is this left is socialist propaganda just written by Christians? It is. That's what it is. <laughs> It's liberal Christian propaganda. It's so weird. And, like, we call out the right-wing propaganda all the time. Like, the enemy within. Remember, the enemy within was total right-wing propaganda. And we're going to call it the left-wing propaganda as well, because that's what this fucking show was. I am shaking right now. I'm so mad. Um, I want to point out, who are the bad guys? Who are the heels? Who are the antagonists in the show? No fucking clue. Well, I can tell you, it's not women. There's not a single woman bad guy in the show. There's multiple uh, bad guys in the show. There's maybe four or five bad people, as far as because it's yeah. a whole town of people, and there none of them are women. There's one girl who does something bad, but she does it because a man makes her. The, it, All right. It's it, ah. <laughs> It's this is a horrible show to to show any kind of like fourteen or fifteen year old girl. It's gonna screw up their whole view of men. And this whole thing was also an allegory to the two thousand sixteen presidential election, and totally an allegory to uh, Hillary Clinton losing to Donald Trump at the same time as it's this Christian left allegory also happening, and it's also trying to be this. A feminist thing, and it's also trying to be all. It's being like twenty different things at once. It's oh, it's so ridiculous. I hated it, and I watched every second of it. I, and it's extremely snooty, farty, kind of trying to be very, very uh, uh, like uh, up there. It's it's trying so fucking hard to be something it isn't. Um, it's just, oh, I hated, I hated every fucking minute of it, and I don't regret watching it. And there's some really awkward product placement in here for cars, and one very specific one that I I was so blatant and ridiculous I had to write it down was Pedialyte. There is this part where the guy goes, wow. This Pedialyte sure works great, and like holds it up to the camera like this practically, and then <laughs> smiles, and like his tooth dings, like it's that bad of like a product placement, because it's the pregnant lady, and she's drinking Pedialyte, and it's like, oh my gosh, really, Pedialyte commercial in this show? 
<laughs> and and uh, I will say the best thing about this is maybe the acting. The acting is okay, but the lines they have to say is <laughs> atrocious. Like the acting is 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 under par, but it's it's okay. I mean, I've seen worse acting. I've seen the room for fuck's sake. Sure, I mean it's not like yeah. There's but it's the propaganda aspect that makes oh. this bad because some of the storyline is pretty interesting. Like when I saw the first season of Under the Dome, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. By the third season of Under it. the Dome, yeah. it was a piece of garbage, which I'm guessing yeah. is what's going to happen with this show. But um, I did enjoy kind of the storyline because the storyline is these kids get dropped off in this town and that looks like their hometown, but it's not and nobody's there but them so they have to rebuild the society that's why it's called the society um and it also felt like in this whole thing there was something about like it felt like maybe people who feel like society right now is just great which Mm. it's not in america society is not doing great it felt like somebody made the show who feels like society's doing great and they wanted to point out hey if millennials took over it would go to shit that's what another reason like there was so many agendas behind making the show that you could mm-hmm. that were so palpable that i couldn't get past that that whole propaganda aspect of the show and that it's directed towards teenage girls wouldn't you say oh yeah oh yeah no, we're not the audience for it, and it's it felt very like uh, I I know you haven't seen a single episode of this, but it felt very like certain reasons why, but without the suicide aspect of it. Well, at one point there is a suicide storyline in this, right? With but the with the pie and, and everything. Not as right, but not as as bad as that. I would say no, sure, but this has other. Just as, even as. worse things. I mean, it's just like I have never had a huge problem. I, I have a problem with like extreme feminists, and this felt like extreme feminism to me. The parts where they're like, we can't have these men running around destroying things because of their testosterone. They literally said that in the show. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very weird. What did you give it? I gave it a three, remember? And you gave it oh, a 2.5. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a 2.5. But I, I also watched something very good this week, look, uh, because you recommended it for me. Oh, did I? I Yes. Uh, I watched I Think I, uh, You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. It I Think You Should very... Leave is the name of the show. Sorry, you kind of broke up yes. a little bit. Oh, uh, I very, very, very much enjoyed it. Uh, I would give it a 7.5 and say it's a very good sketch comedy show. I agree with you, it's a little like Tim and Eric. And I would say as well, it's better than Tim and Eric, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. I'm. I'm hopefully they get a second season of this, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Anything else you watched? Oh, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff here. Um, Finished State of the Union. Did you finish that? All the episodes are out if people want to go finish the first season of State of the Union. I like the ending. I thought it wrapped up really well. 
Very good uh, TV show. I I think I think it's one of the better British shows in in a while. What do, would you rate this? I gave it an eight altogether. Yeah, I give it an eight as well. I saw another British show. Uh, it started Monday, I believe. It's called Fifteen Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about uh, well, it starts with a murder. And then it goes mm-hmm. back 15 days before, because that's the first thing you see. It goes back 15 days, and then the rest of the show is going to be building up to the very first part, to the murder, and you learning who murdered the, the person. Does that make sense, Fro, as far as the title yes, and how the yes. story goes? Yes. Incredibly bland. Incredibly boring. Um, very I'm British. So disappointed. In very disappointed in this. Uh, I... I had this on my list as, uh, I think I had it uh, as one of my honorable mentions of uh, things I was looking forward to. Because it's the same people that has made um, The Bodyguard. Okay. Uh, and, And I had, but it's so bland, it's so uh, in the middle that it, it has Absolutely nothing to give it to the uh, uh, to people that are watching it. I, I I really thought this was boring and trite. It was just boring to me. Um, and also, I because of the house, uh, the setting of the show, I kept feeling like it should. I, I wanted ghosts to come out of the wall in it for it to be funny because of the show ghosts and it never happened so that's also a negative let's see what else did i see oh big brother canada finale did you see that yay no uh that's the do you want me to spoil it yeah okay i don't mind hockey player guy with the missing teeth he won the game Ah. i was pretty happy about that he's a very interesting character very liked He's kind of a, you know, dude bro. He's kind of a dude dude bro, right. bro, dude bro. But um, not as much as some of the other people in the house, I guess. He was very funny, very outgoing character as well. Like a very engaging character on the show. So I thought it was good that he won. He also, very good gameplay. Uh, overall, this season, uh, I gave it a 7.5. Okay. And then let's see, you have um, anything else? Yeah, what we do in the shadows had a very good cameo this week. I did not see. Uh, well, I didn't see it. You, you, right? Because you see it before me because of the time difference. I haven't seen it yet. Right. Okay. I will not d- destroy the cameo then. I will not say who it was. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, the last thing I saw was a new show from Australia, Fro. Okay. Called Mr. Black. Uh, this okay. is a show about. Never heard of. Right, it's brand new, so go check it out, uh, because I gave it a 7.0. It's a comedy show, sitcom. It's about a, a new couple, they're in, engaged, uh, and the wife, or the fiancé, the woman's father, who is disabled, uh, has to move into their house with them. And the father who's disabled is a giant jerk who doesn't want his... the the, the the man to marry his daughter. So it's a, he's continuously trying to break them up. And the comedy is him trying to uh, break them up. Uh, and the, the kid, the man not being able to do anything about it because he's disabled. 
You see? So there's the comedy in it. Uh, I guess there's two episodes out, and like I said, I gave it a 7.0. It's called Mr. Black. Pretty good. Mr. Black. And it was Australian, is it? Australian, yeah. Mm, Cool. Anything else? No, that was it for TV this week. Cool. Uh, Now we're going to have an interview with a bonafide sex phone worker. Now over to to something completely different. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Uh, Yes, Nikki is with us, and uh, you are a phone sex worker. Or what would you uh, say your work was? Uh, When it's questioned and I trust you, I tell that I do phone sex for a living, is what I tell everybody here. Yeah. Is there any other names for that? Because I, I was, well, where was I looking? I was looking somewhere, and uh, they had all these different names for uh, phone sex worker: uh, auto erotic performer, adult phone yeah. entertainer, <laughs> fantasy artist. Do you have you ever heard of any of these, or are these just all made up? No, I've heard of some of them. Um, the adult fantasy worker. I read that when I first started ten oh, years okay. ago. Yeah, so um, I, that would be a good search term. I uh, PSO is another one. Um, phone sex operator. Oh that yeah, kind of okay. Thing. Yeah, they yeah. have that one down. Yeah, but uh, how, how you said you uh, started this ten years ago? How did you uh, get involved with it, and why? Why did you choose this kind of profession? It's been a total of ten years, but I took four years off. So I guess you'd say four. Teen technically have been involved in some form or fashion, but uh, 10 years ago, or 14, as uh, Luke probably remembers, the country went into a recession. Right, uh, 2008, time. okay. Uh, right. Uh, my husband was laid off, and we took a job in a different state. I didn't have a job, and actually, it started off with me working for a company that uh, I did. I was at work for a third party that... Um, the orders for like QVC and things. I did those. And um, as everybody does on the internet, you start looking for s- more jobs or a different job that makes more money. Um, and that's where it led me to this. I found a, a big company, the ones that used to advertise on TV at 3 a.m., 2.99 a minute, so forth and so on. Right. One of those. And that's where I started. Um, and it kind of went from there. And I went to work for two different women um, independently from where I work now, they had their own business. For the majority of my time, I help uh, helped a woman uh, run her business, um, and then got out. And then now I'm back. I've been back for a couple of months now. Yeah. So, and uh, when it comes to the on. online ones, you were saying it, you you originally got into it. It was one of the ones that advertised at 3 a.m. At least around here, there still are. Uh, those ads on TV. I'm sure there are other places as well. But do those ads just, most of them, reroute you to an internet service nowadays? I, You know, I'm that I'm not familiar with. Um, just because where I work now, I don't know if they run TV ads because right, they're okay. so it's online. Um, I know the ones on TV might be a very big service where they have girls like me. Obviously, they don't work in a building, and they very well could be still. But I know in the 90s, that's what they did. They went and they rented these big warehouses, and they were girls went in cubicles, and you could 
talk to a girl and you know the next thing and sometimes they would have different rooms where cam operators would perform um i never worked in those i've always worked out of my own home is there a difference between those like uh 800 uh 190 numbers or or and the online thing and I know used to, uh, the rumor was if it was a 900 number, you couldn't talk about certain things. And if it was 800, it was probably a privately owned and you could talk about anything. Um, but right. technically, if you ask the credit card companies, we're not allowed to talk about certain things. And um, I'm sure I don't really have to go into too many details. It's your pretty much basic taboo things that, you know, you can't even find on, uh, you know, uh, for Amazon for books or anything like that. It's very, very extreme <laughs> right. things. It says, so uh, what I'm reading here is... Speciality and, and things like that. Yeah. Sorry. In 1989, Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that obscene speech, even in commercial telephone calls, was not protected, though indecent speech was. I'm not really sure what the difference between obscene speech and indecent speech is, but I think that's <laughs> that's the legalities of what she's talking about right there. Right. Yeah. I know that, some. Credit, I know some credit oh, card companies like Visa and Mastercard are big ones that, uh, and they do do random checks, or they did where I used to work, and I was involved in one. And they will, they will, because uh, if you use your credit card, their credit card, and use third-party billing, you're you're signing a contract that your workers will not talk about specific topics. So it may not be the company per se itself saying you can't talk about. Uh, bestiality, or you can't talk about uh, underage, or you can't talk about familial relations. It's the credit card companies. So basically, in, in other laws that are out there from state to state, uh, so it may not be the girl per se that can't, won't, or can't talk about it. It's the company that she's working for that she signed a contract with that because if that card company does happen to do a check, and they do do them, that one girl could shut down that whole company for doing business. Do you know how they do checks? Do the credit card companies actually just call up and pretend to be a, well, I don't know what you call them, but John, I guess? <laughs> you know, I never know what to call them. I, actually, really, I always struggle with what the customer doesn't feel right, and John feels even worse. But right. uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I know when, I've never had one recently, but uh, years ago I did, and you can clearly tell because it's, it's almost most of the time like an interview. Like, uh, will you do this? Will you do that? And, right. and the guy's clearly not into it, so it looks like he's going down a fact check sheet. So uh, <laughs> Because he probably is, right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, are you going to do oral? Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Okay, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Or the guy's turn on is just lists. He just loves lists. And it's a turn on. <laughs> you would. Here, yeah. Here's a good qu question, though. Is, is there, like you, you say, it's it's regulated by uh, Visa. It's regulated by the sites. Is there ways of getting around those kind of rules? Yes. Uh, I know the way I handle it is, uh, for example, if Luke was to call and say, uh, I would like you to be come in and have sex with me or suck my cock and my daughter walks in. I would say, Luke, um, 
Okay, but what we 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 can't do that. But what we can do is we can have a girl come in, and um, if he wants her to be young, obviously I can't have her underage. But I can describe her body. Um, I can describe it as hairless and the puffy nipples. I can go on is that far. What I cannot do also is call her her daughter. She can have a name. So if there's someone specific he's looking for, I say to, you know, just if you have so, if a name in mind, use that name. We can call her that name, but we cannot say an age um, right. or anything leading towards what would be an age. What we also can cannot do, I cannot call him, have her call him daddy if there's a leaning towards knowing that's his daughter or any familiar relations. But I can call him daddy in title only, like uh, most fetishes will... Uh, want a woman say call me daddy when she's right. having sex that's fine so because yeah. of there's Just the know. difference between uh, obviously you're meaning one thing and meaning the another thing that is a huge genre in in america right now in pornography as well is that weird or is it no. like is it a new thing or because you've been around for so long is <laughs> the what is the word for it uh family stuff is that like fun is that a new uh, phenomena in the last, whatever, 10 years, or is that an older phenomenon? No, um, it's not, actually. But um, my calls here recently, and uh, since I've come back, are not really in that realm. I'll get a few, but not they're, they're far and fair between. But uh, years ago, when I first started, they were huge. So I'm finding that as the years goes on, it's just like anything else with clothes and food. It's there's trends. Um, I, I don't. I, I very much believe that it's society and what's going on has a lot to do with trends. Because uh, there's things that you might have a thought of, and you go, "Oh, wow! I didn't." You know, and it may turn you on, and it may not. Right. But uh, I know when I first started, uh, ants were a big uh, thing um, for older women. Uh, they would want to be with their ants or mothers or sometimes even grandmothers were po- very very popular very older mature women huh do you talk to a lot of women as opposed to men no no i have talked to two actually um three in my total career wow okay so we're talking less <laughs> less than 99 percent, probably or less exactly. than one percent uh, i have talked to a couple couples but a lot of couples don't call um you know, I, I don't know why. I, I think it'd be great if a couple called. Um, I think it makes your relationship stronger. That way, you know, it's, you know, you're getting him off by another voice, but, you know, whatever. It's an exploration of your relationship. I was doing some research into this. And, and as far as, like, the numbers go, as far as uh, the, the people who are calling these lines, it does skew incredibly male, obviously, overwhelmingly male. But it also... Gay men also call these lines just as much as other men, which is uh, yes. they have uh, gay phone sex lines as well, just for those specific people. Why aren't gay women? Why aren't women as attracted to the, to this type of uh, turn on as men? Even wh- whether it's gay men or straight men or probably men in in between. I know for me, I would rather watch porn. Um, I'm more visual too, so I, I would assume most women too right. watch porn. 
Um, and another for me, another thing for me, I'm not going to call a service and give back more money than I just earned. That's a- <laughs> all right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I have had flirts call me where I, I, you know, they're like, oh, call me back. And I'm like, mm, sorry, I just don't do it. I can't give back more money than I, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I think that's more of a logical thing for me. Um, but yeah, I would rather use my, my vibrator and have porn going than, call a guy um but i think what this the phone does that porn cannot do it does give you that element of interaction you know porn is just straight script where right uh, if you're on the phone you have an imagination you have someone to work with you and 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 work with that relationship or whatever intimacy you have here's a very good question uh (laughs) and uh, one of uh, my questions that i thought of the first uh how much is fake and how much is real Mm, depending on the girl um i'm totally real uh if there's a question i don't feel comfortable with i'll tell you i have no problem telling you about me but again it's from girl to girl because essentially think of every girl you call is a different shop that you're going into to shop so some girls may not do certain things and some have great abilities doing some things and some girls have great abilities doing other things Um, me I if I knew right up front if it's something I don't do or I feel like it's a little out of my realm I let you know completely up front and as soon as possible but uh, when I'm, I'm I'm talking about faking it, I mean orgasm <laughs> wise. I mean, uh, is there is there a lot of focus on on men calling you, wanting uh, you to uh, uh, have a uh, sexual uh, what should I call it benefit from the call? Well, uh, well, okay. Well, let's okay, Luke. If you called me, would you want to hear me get off or no? Or is it just about you? Uh, probably would want to. Yes, I would imagine so. What about you, Fred? Uh, yeah, no. I. So there I you would. go. Well, yes, but I, I guess his I point is like: is is it? Do you fake it or do you not fake it? Or is that a good question to ask? I guess an, another way to put it is: you have cam girls. They clearly are not going to be able to fake it. <laughs> uh. Because you can see what's happening. I mean, can, they could fake the orgasm, but they can't fake the the sex act itself. But on in phone sex, you could clearly be faking it. I guess is maybe a better way to ask the question. You clearly could be faking it. Um, if you're asking me if I do, 90% of the time, no, I don't. I don't fake. Okay. Um, <laughs> because, and I'm only putting the, the 10% in there because there are fantasies that are so involved that you have to create a whole scene that... Um, and I do have one, and then one comes to my mind, and I won't mention this name because it is, it's very involved. It's almost like reading a book, a very – like if you're going to read um, a heavy book like a, a Lord of the Rings, it's like that involved where, of course, you can't – I mean, if you can masturbate while reading that if you've never read it before, <laughs> then kudos to you. You get a gold medal. Okay. You know? But, but some of my calls do get that involved where – after I'm done, am I aroused? Absolutely. And do I get off? Probably. But there, I mean, I do like edging too. So I may edge myself for the rest of the day until the next call or whatever. But yeah. Mm. Um, but again, the next girl you ask may be different. Uh, you said in the beginning, you you are married. Uh, how 
hard is it to keep a relationship in this kind of business? It's not. Um, it's not hard at all, actually. Um, he actually supports me 110%. Um, I took off four years, and it was actually, as I've told any of my callers that ask, it was his idea for me to come back. Right. Yeah. I was, uh, he said, you're bored. And what I was doing um, in my other job, I do have a second job. Um, he said, you're bored. Go back. You loved it. It made you laugh. He goes, you were, you know, and I did as after I took my first or second call back, I, I really was missing this. So there's something that uh, it, it brings to the table. It's very different. Um, whereas, for example, how many people can say that they get invited to a sissy coming out party in an email? <laughs> I, I, I can get those any day. You know, my emails right. are quite different than what your emails might be at work. So, yeah. I, I had a question about uh, as far as the camming thing goes. Uh, is there a cross relation as far as companies go with the cam models nowadays and the phone sex workers or are those two completely separate businesses most of the time i know where i work it's it's the same you can do both um i don't do cam um as of right now um a lot of girls on here do um and they can do both it's usually a higher rate but it's not two standalone companies if that's what you're asking and i know previously where i worked it was still this built the same by the same company. Um, it was just done by you know Cam. I don't know how they do the Cam correlation with their phone. Mm-hmm. That's something you would have to ask a Cam girl. Right. I guess my my point was like because at, at some point phone sex. At least when I was like say in middle school or high school, I remember seeing like you said those commercials at three in the morning for one nine hundred numbers, and then the internet kind of surged and these Cam models started to uh, appear. And I wonder how much of a hit to the business, because with a cam model, you have the video and the audio. With a phone, you just have the audio. So it, did it hurt that business, or is there a specific client base just that just wants to hear audio? Uh, you know, I, I know that my calls haven't tanked because of the cam taking off and because of most men wanting real selfies and real photos and that's another thing that um, has really really changed in the industry when I've been gone for four years is there used to be when girls like me that didn't don't want to show themselves fully there used to be sites all over the place where you could go buy models that released their content to be used on uh, sites like these are even um, bought or advertising. There's not anymore. Uh, there's maybe four that I know of. Um, maybe three, four. That's about right. Um, but there used to be 20, 30 of them that you could go and these photographers would have tons of content. And you could spend anywhere between $5 for a set all the way to $90 or more for a set. For a set um, of photos pic- is what you're talking about. Correct. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these wouldn't be of you. This would be of somebody else. Correct. But it would be within your character, maybe. So if you had a whatever a school teacher character, that person maybe would have a photo set of a school teacher. Not necessarily. I know when I went and looked for content, that it would sometimes take me days. Um, the 
I, it really had to speak to me. Um, and you would find more content of European girls than you would of American. So if you're trying to uh, have, an, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm American. I haven't, there's no way I could, you know, if a girl looked Czech or Russian, uh, there's no way I could pull off that accent at all. Right. (laughs) Because, you know, different regions do have distinctive different facial features. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And so if she looks Czech, absolutely. And, um, and not to sound derogatory. I remember working for this one particular lady and, uh, I was handing out calls and we had two African-American girls working on this or pictures on the site and they needed another. We did have one working for us. We did not have another. And the guy wanted to, to have both on there um, to do two girl call. And she said, you need to do it. And I, you know, not, I, I'm not prejudiced at all. And I, and I really apologize to everybody out there. If this sounds bad, I don't sound, you know, that's not what most men want when they call. They want uh, the ghetto experience. They, they do want the slang. They do want the, the words that you hear. And I'm sorry. I'm like, I, about as much slang as I know is from airplane and Barbara, what's her name going? I don't speak that. I speak jive. That's about as much as I know. So yeah, the call clearly tanked when I was on there. <laughs> but well, yeah, that, that's probably a problem with the management more than anything else. They're making bad decisions uh, based on <laughs> just trying to get money. Exactly. And that, that's, that's another reason why I turn away calls that, I know I can't do because at the end of the day, if I, if they're looking for me to throw slang out there like that, you, they've got to move on because it's no, that's not my, I can't. Here's a no. strange question. We've been meaning to cover this as a topic on the show for a while. We never got around to it, but I thought this would be a good place to bring it up. There's this whole concept of alphas and beta males. Have you ever oh, heard of yes. this? Yes. Do you experience this as an actual thing? in your everyday business life? Do you, do you experience alphas and betas? All the time. Uh, I actually get a lot of, uh, most of my calls are sissies and cuckolds. Uh, I deal with a lot of men that want to see their women with other men. And majority of those want to see their women with black men. Um, my sissies love to dress meaning I'll put a pair of panties on them or completely dress them. Right. Um, and, and cuckoldry uh, is a huge broad spectrum. You can go all the way from a man just wanting to watch all the way from the man completely joining in and being humiliated by it. So, yes, um, but I do I think cuckoldry is a, a beta? No. I don't right. think it's total beta. I, it, you can have a very alpha man that is a cuckold, but they don't consider themselves a cuckold. It's, it's, it falls under there, but it's not necessarily so a So you, you could have some kind of, I don't know, a boxer who is also a, a millionaire businessman mogul who also wants that, that. That guy would be considered an alpha, but in his sexual life, he could be considered a beta. So you're saying, uh, I guess the question is, <laughs> Uh, is there more, would you consider there more, what you consider betas or alphas that call in? 
I get a lot of I get a lot of betas. Okay. I, I, I honestly do. That's what I was assuming the answer was going to be. I just wanted to double check. No, I do, I do get a couple alphas, um, but uh, more betas than anything. Because there is a question why, as to whether why, those. Why is, why is that though? Oh yeah. Why? You know, I, yeah. I I don't know because, like you said, this is where the trend comes in. Um, I think oh, it may go back to. I mean, think what's going. Look, think what's going on here in America. We're going through this transition where uh, men are evil for women and things, and so maybe they're tapping into that, letting go and letting a woman take over. Um, I think maybe that has partly to do with it because there's a lot of men that call that want to worship your ass or worship your pussy or hum- completely spit in your fa- their face and humiliate them. Mm-hmm. If you go on the site, you'll see women completely willing to do any of that or worse. So, so, yeah. so do you see influence in your work uh, from the Me Too movement? Would you say that? <sighs> Uh, I think it has some influence. Yes, I do. From like I said, I do, but I did take four years off. So, from where I was taking calls before, it was more alpha. To now, there are a lot of beta calls. Right. Okay. Mm. Did it have any effect on the the women around the workers who you're working with? Did the Me Too movement have any effect on them? The way that you they did business or anything like that. Um, looking at the listings, I think so, but I have no contact with any other woman. Sure, okay. Um, yeah, it's not like uh, where you go out to your job. I don't. I completely work at home. Right. Unless the girl, the older lady across the street's working for, and I would never know, then no. Okay. <laughs> the lady across the world, the role is for sex phone worker as well. That would be that would be the most incredibly in coincidence of the earth. I think uh, uh, when I think of phone sex worker, what am I thinking of? There some uh, the movie Kingpin, I think it was. I don't even remember. And they call into this phone sex line, and he hears the voice. And you hear it in this very sultry voice, but they cut to the lady, and she's in a trailer with a cigarette, and her, her husband's right. in the background with a wife beater on, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's c- kind of sometimes what people think of it as. At, when you when he, you were talking about fake earlier, I think some people automatically assume that that's what's going on, that there's some very shady uh, shenanigans happening behind the phone. I know you would be very surprised who does this job um, and who has to do this job. I mean, I think a lot of us come here for economical reasons and stay. Um, I don't, but we're not forced to st- forced. Stay. I know I'm not forced to stay, right. and I absolutely love what I do. Um, it's very different, but I know when, um, for example, when we meet somebody out um, in public, my husband and I. Um, because we do vacation a lot. And when you meet people, they'll, it's, I always blend into the background because I never know what to say. Cause you know, this isn't a table conversation. You're not going to have over dinner. Right. Um, it's, <laughs> it's just not, you know, what do you say when, some, if you're at a dinner party and somebody said, Oh, what that you know, didn't you haven't met before they say, Oh, what do you do for a living? What, what do you say to that person? I actually tell them about my first job, and what I actually do is there's a company in town that um, they have their own 
designs where it goes on. Think of shower curtains, uh, bedspreads, and things like that. Um, I design the endless patterns that make those. I right, 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 right. Off the printing company. That's what I do. It very my vanilla, very vanilla, vanilla job. Uh, but this is <laughs> this is my main source of income right here. But that, when somebody asks, I do that, and then they, it, it's so. I think people think it. Oh, okay. And then they go back to my husband, which he's an electrical engineer that designs substations for utility companies around the country. So that's a lot more interesting than my little drawing. Right, okay. You know. So, but um, for New Year's, we were on vacation, and I we were having drinks with a couple, and I, we were feeling pretty good. And eventually, I knew the longer we talked, it was going to come to me, and. And I always have that internal conversation with myself is, can you tell them? Because uh, two things happen. Uh, usually they're shocked or they'll politely excuse themselves and want nothing completely to do with you. Or the third time, the third is they'll think you're completely cool and then you never hear from them again. Because heaven forbid their friends find out that, you know, they're tied to somebody that does this. Um so, yeah, but I remember telling the couple and the woman, she, her and I had been drinking a little bit and she, there were people all around us and she was asking very explicit questions for all the people around us. And I'm like, we're not in a PG environment. How do I PG this town? And it's very hard to PG down my, you know, my job and her, and her husband had this deer out of headlight look. I mean, just... <laughs> He didn't know what to say, and I. She said, "I remember." She goes, "Well, do do you do well, very well, or do you do enough a month to buy like a coach purse?" And I said, "Well, I do that in a day." And she went, "Oh!" And then it dawned on her as a teacher. She goes, "You're probably making more than me in a month," and I didn't say anything. So that was one of my questions, actually. Uh, how well do do you do? I don't want to get into specific numbers, but like. What year car do you drive? <laughs> is a good a good place. That still, went, that still wouldn't tell you anything because I'm a very frugal person. Ah, okay. So, yeah. But I, I do I do drive a uh, 2018 Jetta. So okay. right. So it's um, a new car. So you're doing fairly well yeah. for yourself. Yeah. I the. The slow year, I would say anywhere for me, as in there are girls that make more and there's girls that make a lot less. It's 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 about consistency and like anything else, busting your ass and getting out there and doing the job. It sounds like um, your I, husband also does very, fairly well in his job as well. It sounds like a correct. very good job. Yeah, okay. For me, it's uh, thirty to 50000 a year. And this year I'm on pace to do <sighs> towards the up. So, yeah. So it's been a good year so far. It's been a very good year, yeah. But, you know, it's just like, I know my call flow, if uh, I watched the markets the day before, like um, last week when the markets tanked like 500 points, yeah, that day I hardly had anything. So it very much, you know, if um, the calls are going slow, you can definitely look at the markets and what's going on. What about so, year, yearly? Can you, uh, you're saying day to day, but like if you look back at all, other years, can you see a correlation between how well you did monetarily in those years to the economics of the country at the time? Oh, absolutely. When four years ago, when the economy tanked again, I was really, really slow, really slow. I think we were all 
you know, taking on another, if we didn't have second jobs, we were, and that's another reason why I kind of left. I needed something that was going to supplement what I was doing. Right. So, okay. Yeah. But that's, that's a very, very good question. I think <laughs> one of the things that, that has amazed me looking into this is like, uh, um, the variety of personalities when it comes to, for example, uh, religion, uh, political stance, and things like that. Uh, I, kn I know that you look at yourself as uh, a conservative Republican. Uh, would you agree on that? Yeah, I, I don't like put. I know you and I've talked about this and had a great long conversation. And I really don't put myself in a box. Um, right. I, I think it's horrible when somebody says I'm this, um, right. because sure. because that that really comes across as I have no view outside this box. You know, heaven forbid I like a view over on the left. Right. But. I can't go that way because I'm way over here on the right. But if you had to stack my views, I'm I'm more right than left, but really towards the middle. Mm. But uh, I don't know if you have uh, read uh, the news where we covered uh, this this week. We we covered uh, actress Alisa Milano uh, mm -hmm. calling for. For a sex strike, uh, sex strike in protest of, uh, at abortion bans. <laughs> I I want to ask you as a as a woman, is that something that you uh, would support? I don't listen to them. I I I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If I'm horny, and my husband wants his dick sucked, guess what's happening? <laughs> dick sucks, and I'm getting laid. Right. I mean. Yeah, that that's just ridiculous. Um, I I'm not cutting off my sex life just because she thinks it's important. Um, at the end of the day, no, absolutely not. I, I think anybody that follows something that doesn't re revolve the relationship, anything outside of your relationship or your life doesn't matter. So for her to say I should stop having sex, it's like, well, unless you're my bedroom and you're my partner, then fuck off. Yeah, she's trying to make some kind of protest by. By well, that's the cork in her today, Jay, not mine. Exactly, right. You know, and let her husband call me because that's what's going to happen. He's going to, you know, if she gets it off. <laughs> You're going to make money off of him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody will. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, do you, uh, that's, that's a good question, then, I guess. Uh, uh, people that call you, I'm guessing they lie to you a lot about being married. No. I, well, no. I, I have, this is the way I treat it. Anything you tell me, I have, just like I, what I tell you, I have no reason not to believe you because I have no proof otherwise. So for me right. to go, could you imagine we're sitting there, Afro, and you're like, I'm a billionaire. I could fly you to anywhere. And I'm like, fuck that. No, you can't. You're a fucking liar. Could you imagine me saying that to you? It's not no. happening. Right, yeah. So my, answer, my answer is like, oh, that would be awesome. I'd love to go see Portugal and France. And there you go. Right. <laughs> but in my head, I might be going, you know. But do some men actually come out and say, oh, I'm married? Uh, I, I, do they, and 
do you think a lot of them uh, get off on you knowing that they're married and that they're kind of, I wouldn't say cheating, but uh, bending the rules as far as marriage goes? Uh, it depends on what woman you ask if this is cheating or not. Uh, right, I guess that's true. Fro, you and I had that conversation just quite mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think some I, women I think would it's say not- it's like mentally cheating, but it's not physically cheating. <laughs> Again, it depends on your definition of cheating. Yeah, exactly. Me, me like, uh, if uh, you and I were in a relationship and you wanted to see what this was all about, I absolutely would be sucking your cock while you're getting off on the phone. Why not? I mean, it's sure. A, I mean, think of it, couples it's, watch porn together to have exactly. and then have sex. Yeah. Exactly. This is just audio porn, is what it is. Mm. Speaking of which, ASMR. Do you know what this is? Yes, I, I was just going to ask that. That's so funny. <laughs> the same thing at the exact same time. You know about this, Nikki? No, I, I may have. Uh, audio sensory meridian response. It's a, oh, it's a, it's a whole genre of YouTube video now, and actually, oh, it's, so it's even was a Super Bowl commercial um, yep. from Michelob Ultra. They did a. ASMR Super Bowl commercial and it's this way that look it up after you get done with the interview but it's this way women talk into the microphone they very low talk like this oh yeah okay and they may like do some kind of fantasy play where some of the women will be like a barber and they're pretending to do uh they're pretending to cut your hair or um some are just it's eating ASMR, so it's like food food, yeah. food yeah. noises, and there's all different kinds of strange ASMR, like walking on the beach ASMR and things like that. Um, and porn. And porn. And I, a lot of porn. Sure, I, not so much on YouTube, but th- there is a lot no, of no. it. I mean, but uh, <laughs> many people use this ASMR, they call it the brain tingles, and some people actually physically uh, get off on these brain tingles or this ASMR, and I... It would be interesting for you to look into because I think you may be more in the ASMR community than you even know. It, well, I would agree with you because there you you've mentioned one of the fantasies I actually do with somebody, and um, it's haircutting. Um, when this gentleman calls, uh, I did not. I knew what the haircut was. I did not know what it was called. And it was called the Pompadour something or Jigger or whatever. But uh, I remember I always have to look it up and look because I always change the haircut with him. But he wants to know from start to finish how I'm going to cut his hair. And and he just, he's really quiet and he doesn't really say anything. And you describe how you're going to cut his hair in a very soft tone that's asmr yeah <laughs> yeah i think you're oh, doing yeah. asmr and you don't even realize it sometimes do you think that has has to do with like a childhood thing where like he had a a, a barber he was attracted to when he was younger and barbers get really close in to your face to like look do your bangs and things like that and maybe he got a little turned on and that was just a thing that moved on into into life for him or do you have any inclination as to why these kind of things why these i, I don't know strange fetishes arise in people I I have some theories. I have one that I won't mention. If he listens, he'll know that I'm talking about him. Sure. Uh, it's a um, very, very extreme, but it's a very submissive fantasy. And it's very, it's kind of like what I, as soon as I started telling you about if you could jack off listening to 
uh, or reading Lord of the Rings for the first time, this is would be that call right here because uh, it's it's one of those where we lay it out. We actually have he has uh, almost like a timeline for me, and he calls and he'll say, "I want." this 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 and this and as he's telling me about this i'm weaving it into a story um when he first called me he 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 told me he wanted to be in this cage and and i was supposed to come into the room and i remember thinking of the movie in the 80s remember the the tales from the dark side movie where the boys in the cage reading the book yes Okay, it, that his scenario made me think of that, and I took a play off of that, and um, and the fantasy is very very close to that, but it goes into go bank going back to your audio question that that's the second fantasy that made me come up because it's very he doesn't say much. As a matter of fact, I don't think he says anything at all very rarely except for when we're setting everything up, mm-hmm. and he's very quiet. And I I prepare him the way he wants to be prepared or uh story-wise so it's almost like listening to an audiobook for me and that kind of thing um if that makes sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. is there anything you want to promote while you're here is there any way our listeners could find you maybe <laughs> yeah you can uh, find me a night flirt actually under sensual nikki um and i do have a twitter page under the same name not very active, cool. but it's there. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's there. Yeah. But yeah, you any more questions? And no, anything else? I'm. Anything you want to say to the listeners uh, about maybe the misunderstandings people have about your business? Yeah, the biggest thing is um, don't fall in love. We, you're meeting us in a very intimate moment. And what I always like to tell somebody is like, oh, I'd really like to meet you. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And I have that connection with you. But here at the, it's, this is a moment. And if you've ever been anywhere in life where you, or think of your favorite food that you try and you, or when you look at the menu, like a Denny's or even you have in a restaurant, they have pictures of food and you think, oh my God, that looks so good. And mm-hmm. you get there and sometimes it's great. And then sometimes you're like, oh. Especially you know, if it's Denny's. We're <laughs> 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 right. You know, but when you're drunk, those pictures look pretty damn good. They do. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but but no, I would just say come into it with an open mind and remembering you are meeting we're both meeting you and you're meeting us in in a very backwards way. Um, you don't go on your first date and say, "Oh God, I loved," but for you just to, I mean, I guess you could. I don't know, swallow my cock, you know, or I'd love to drill you up that ass. I mean, you just don't say those things. But to me, you would. And right. another thing is, a lot of men come to us for things that they can't tell their spouse or they can't tell their girlfriends, like the men that tell me they want to dress in panties or the men that would like to see their wives with other men or they want to suck a cock. Those are things that they're very uncomfortable with telling their loved ones or whoever they're with. And I get to hear them. So sometimes when I develop a relationship on the phone with them and a very rapport with them, I know more about them than their wife might. It's like a confessional. 
Exactly. Kind of. Oh, okay. Without the, I don't look good in the whole priest outfit, so you know. <laughs> if I get a bunch of nun calls, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Central Nikki under on Night Flash. Check her out, and so thanks to you so much for coming to us and talking about your business. Thank you so much. Anytime. Anytime, guys. This is Central Nikki, and you've been listening to me on Another Digital Citizen. That was a very interesting interview. It was. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. Um, movies. I've seen a few movies this week. Okay. Have you? Yeah. I saw, I saw two movies. They're not new movies, but why don't you start with you? Okay. I watched... Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. A Netflix movie about the serial killer uh, uh, Ted Bundy. Uh, this is with Zac Efron as uh, Ted Bundy. Oh, right, uh, okay. Lily, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lily Collins and Kea Scalderado. Uh, fuck, I love this movie. Uh, this is one of the best things that Netflix has bought in years. Zac Efron is a good actor, look. I never thought I would say that. Uh, I mean, it's been years that I've seen him in anything, so if he's maybe he's practiced, maybe he's really good now. So, I, I believe you. Uh, I really, really like this. Uh, I recommend it if you're at all interested in Ted Bundy and uh, like true crime and things like that. Uh, yeah, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and wild. Uh, I will give it a seven and a half. Cool. All right. I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah. I, I didn't know that was on Netflix. So, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yep. <laughs> I saw um... a very bad title, by the way. Yeah, it's a little too long. Actually, this title I'm about to say is a little too long, too. It's called The Perfect Bid, The Contestant Who Knew Too Much. Documentary from... Uh, I also saw that. 2017. <laughs> you watched that this week? Yeah. Yep. No way. This is from 2017. Uh, maybe it got added and we both saw it got added or something like that. That's possible. Yeah, it was added to Netflix this week, I think. Uh, that's why. Okay. I, I love this documentary. I thought it was amazing. A very good uh, documentary. It's about this guy uh, learning all the tricks and trades into the prizes, right? Yeah, he he figured out all the prizes and and their approximate values, and then figured out their exact values, and ha he studied the spreadsheets and memorized everything. And what did he say? Something like twenty nine times or something. He went to contestants' mm -hmm. row to try to get on and got on twice, I think, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then he used other people to like used his knowledge to help other people. A very interesting documentary. Very interesting guy, in general. Uh, yes. The guy it's all about. And um, I gave this... What did I give it? Oh, I gave it an 8. I would give it an 8 as well. I uh, really enjoyed it. And um, I think... Uh, <laughs> the story about him helping one guy... It's one of the most funny things I have ever seen. And they also interviewed Drew Carey in this. So they got people 
Right, he, he they the he, they well. waited till kind of the end of the documentary to bring him in because it's definitely done in chronological order, right. which is kind of interesting. The parts, the part where he was on the show uh, in the uh, late eighties, that part, I uh, I actually watched that. I remember seeing that part of the show like when I was a kid. I'm watching it, going, I watched this when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So very interesting, right? And there's many good clips like of him in the audience and things like that. And the interviews they do with the people around him is also very interesting. And the number, the, all the numbers that went into it, because this guy was a math teacher, math oh. and everything, so he was very into the numbers of prices, right? And then uh, Drew Carey, towards the end of it, kind of talks about how they fixed the prices, right, so this could never happen again. So it, right. that's also interesting that this is this was a one-time occurrence. It's never going to happen again. So, Right. Anything else you watched? Uh, yep. I watched uh, something that you recommended, and then I was sure I was not going to like, but I watched it anyway. I watched Anthony Jeselnik Fire in the Maternity Ward. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I've never been an Anthony Jeselnik fan. Uh, I don't especially dislike him, but I never like any of his stuff. I actually like this. Uh, I was surprising. I was surprised how, how much I laughed of this. Uh, I would give it a seven. Yeah. And again, warning, this is not for everybody. Very crude no. humor. <laughs> Very crude. But uh, yeah, no, I, I would give it a seven. I think you give it an eight. But uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I liked it. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for me. Oh, I watched The Game. Uh, that's a good movie. Go check that out. From, like, the 90s, oh, right? Such a good game. With Love Michael Douglas. Movie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same people that made Seven. I yeah, think. I just needed something in the background to watch for... And I was doing... I was working on a project for a couple hours, and I was like... Scrolling through, and I, was, I saw that, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in years. So I just watched it oh, it's one of my favorite uh, movies uh, oh it totally holds uh, up oh, yeah with him and it holds so good and uh, i saw it last year i mean it is like kind of the, the whole thing is a bit a commentary on uh the excess of rich people kind of so it's gonna hold right. up <laughs> yeah no i totally agree Hey, are you ready to see the trailer for Detective Pikachu? Welcome to Rhyme City. A celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Okay. Oh. Tim. Oh, there's the music. Why does that... The music sounds like... Uh, from... That's the Pokemon uh, music. From the game, yeah. yeah. From the game, yeah. But that's the noise when you, like, start the game up. Yeah, that's right. Or the music, you, I mean, when you start the game up. Whoever you are, you know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. Okay. Pikachu can talk, and he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and I gotta say, the voice does not fit. You? Did you just talk? 
Okay, so they're explaining. This guy had a head injury or something, and now he can hear Pokemon. So can he hear all the other Pokemon? Or can he just understand Pikachu language? I've got a lot of questions here. You and me. I love that music, though. Listen up. We got ways to make you talk. Or mine. Yeah. So tell us what we want to know. Pipe. Yes. Okay. I can. Okay. Yep. I push people away and then hate them for leaving. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop. You're good cop. No, 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 we're not cops. In my head, I saw that differently. <coughs> okay. Okay. So, look. As I always ask you, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting a twenty, prompting his twenty-one-year-old son Tim to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wisecracking, adorable super sleuth Detective Pikachu. Uh, this was actually based off an actual game that was called Detective Pikachu, right? As I'm to understand. Yes, yeah. yes. I never played the game, though. Mm, no, me neither. Uh, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 52% on Metacritic I'm seeing. 95% of Google users like this film. Mm. It's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say that is bad. No. Reviews? No. Uh, we, we could say that 84% of uh, the audience on Rotten Tomatoes like that, so it's a pretty huge uh, audience review. But I found someone that uh, uh, wrote a little about it. Look, do you want to hear about it? Okay. Uh, it doesn't fully teach me uh, and teach you. Pokemon, but Detective Pikachu memorized its uh, illustrations were fascinating creatures and Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu, making it an entertaining delight of uh, the lore. 4.05 out of 5. Okay, I got one from... Eugene. Sorry? Yeah. Eugene Barnaby said... I got one from the Facebook. Uh, Joey Mendoza says, uh, calls Pokemon character 10 out of 10, uh, but storyline 6 out of 10. Due to the lack of battle battles between Pikachu, hope to improve it in the next Pikachu movie. Congrats, by the way, is what he says. Mm -hmm. uh, I also found some badge reviews. Not everybody... I thought it was uh, good. The storyline is so terrible. Pokemon looks fake, like cartoon 
this movie were more ex uh, exploited and spent popularity of Pokemon for publicity. Half a star. I got one kind of related to that. Mark Sim says, saw it yesterday. He says, seen it yesterday night. Uh, it's pure gold. Don't pay attention to the story. Wait, what? <laughs> Just pay attention to all the details. So, okay. if you don't pay attention to the story of the film, it's a good film, Fro. Think that... Mm. If you're going into a movie and just going, I don't care about the story, then you don't care about the movie, right? <laughs> Am I wrong here? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I guess uh, people that I go don't... watch, like, Transformers, they don't necessarily care about the story, do they? They just want to see things blow yeah. up. Yeah, Terminator um, movies, things like that. Five Star, it's una my nostalgia para todos el quiero creación los video jekeos el serie animada I agree mm -hmm. um, I think maybe not Erica Joyce says outside of a little bit of bad language that wasn't needed in this movie uh, it, the movie was really good my 5, 10 and 11 year old Pokemon fans loved it uh, as did myself and my husband. And then this part, very well done and twisty. I don't know if that's a typo or <laughs> or she means that there were like plot twists or what, but she wrote it's twisty. So I I don't know. Uh but uh, what did uh, uh, our uh, favorite uh, movie blogger uh, say about it? Did you find that? Movie blogger? What are you talking about? Yeah, our favorite movie place of all time. Where we read all the reviews. Oh, uh, Common Sense. Uh, let me look. <laughs> I have one while I'm looking. Okay. Uh... Matthew Rotindi Rotindi says, "I know almost nothing about Pokemon, but I found this movie very entertaining." So even for mm -hmm. non-Pokemon fans, you might find this entertaining. I'm I'm getting a just by watching the trailer. I'm not feeling the Ryan Ryan Reynolds voice as Pikachu. No, no. But the animation is definitely not as bad as Sonic. So. <coughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that we haven't talked about that before now. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, the Sonic trailer, such, amazing. Oh, uh, the Sonic trailer, such an amazing trailer. And they came out. Uh, the company, or the production company, came out and said that they're going to redo the whole they thing. Redo it. Yeah. yeah. So we have no idea what it's going to look like now. So the trailer is all just nothing at this point, but it is still funny. <laughs> Let's see. Parents need to know, this is from Common Sense Media, parents need to know that Pokemon Detective Pichuchu is a mystery adventure set in a fictional city in which humans and Pokemon coexist. Uh, there is definitely some violence. Pokemon battle both each other and humans, and there's destruction, including a fatal car crash and injuries, but nothing gets bloody or graphic. Uh, main characters are frequently in peril, uh, but no one dies. Language is limited to hell, stupid, and good God. Wait, good God is language? 
<laughs> I guess because it's blasphemous. Right, because like we've said in the past, this common sense media is definitely coming also from that left-wing uh, Christian, the liberal Christians that we were talking about earlier. Yes, yes. Oh, Luke, can you look out up what uh, common sense media said about that show? I'm uh, sure they gave it a review. Right, the society. Sure. And then the why don't you go into the first movie that also came out this week, and I'll do that. Okay, okay, okay. Because I really want to know what Common Sense Media said about that. A Jog's Journey came out this week. Uh, it's a, a throw Christ on this movie movie. Uh, by Gail Mancino with Emily Bear. No, sorry. Uh, it is with Henry Lou, Catherine Prescott, Dennis Quaid, Jake Manley, and Josh Gad. Uh, it is a comedy drama. Uh, what is it all about, you ask? Well, I can tell you that very soon. A dog finds the meaning of his own existence through the life of the human simians. It got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it got 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. Hi, I'm here at the Society on here. Uh, mm. 3 out of 10 for ages 14 plus. Uh, I would not agree with that okay. at all. Their comments is 14 media. plus? Yes. Okay. Um, That's which. Parents need to know about the Society as a dark drama about a group of teens who are mysteriously dropped off in what looks like their hometown, but they but it's abandoned, right? Sexual content mm -hmm. is mature, except same, expect same and opposite sex kissing and scenes like one which a boy buries his head underneath a girl's skirt. Oh, Jesus Christ. Teens drinking use drugs casually. Uh, we have a scene in which students share a joint, uh, one where a boy takes Xanax, another scene where teen guzzles beer and drinks <laughs> from solo cups. I don't know why they had to put the solo cups in there. Uh, language is frequent. Fuck, fucked, bitch, asshole, hell, as well as language like tits and... British cigarette. Uh, the cast lacks ethnicity and racial diversity. What? That is what? a complete bullshit. What? But the main character is deaf uh, and uses sign language and other characters oh, yeah, sign with him. This okay. cast is not lacking ethnicity or racial diversity. No, it's not. The other movie that came out this week is a movie that I'm very, very uh, looking forward to. Uh, it is John Wick Chapter 3, Luke. Parallelium. Parabellum. Parabellum? Parabellum. It's part of your brain, right? Parabellum? Is it? I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, this is Keanu Reeves' Hill. <laughs> I almost said something else. Haleberry, that's her name. Lawrence Fishburne, Ian McShane, and Angela Houston in it. It's directed by Shed Shalinsky. It has uh, 8.7 out of 10 on um, IMDb. It has 95% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and Frokent 
wait to fucking watch this. What is it all about, you say? Super assassin John Wick is on the run of the members of the National uh, Assassin Guild with a 14 million price tag on his head. He's uh, the hit. Uh, he's the target of hit men and women anywhere. So. So I was wrong. I was thinking Cerebellum, right? And that's part of your oh. brain. Parabellum okay. is a kind of gun, apparently. Uh-huh. It also, in Spanish, or in Latin, sorry, not Spanish, in Latin it means prepare for war. Ah. There you go. Thank you, Google. <laughs> I know. Otherwise, people would have been <laughs> yelling, going, it's not, it's cerebellum. <laughs> what if cerebellum and parabellum got the child together? What would that kid's name be then, Luke? Uh, Annabellum, if it was a girl. <laughs> yes. And Tomabellum. Bobbellum. Bob yeah. Bellum for if it was a boy. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a good tag team. Sarah Bella, Sarah, Sarah Bellum. Uh-huh. And Parabellum. Yeah, and it would be a female tag team. Yeah. Tag team, yeah. In the WWE. <laughs> no, that's way too smart for the WWE. That'd be in something <laughs> somewhere else. Aww. There's a pay-per-view this week. Are Is there? Going to watch it? Yeah. I haven't seen any wrestling lately, but I'd watch it if, if I'm free. We'll see. Um, I hear that the Bray Wyatt stuff is really cool, but I haven't seen any yeah. of it. So. Me neither. I haven't seen anything since WrestleMania. <laughs> I think I watched That's the Raw thing. after WrestleMania, and that was it. Yeah, I saw clip from from it. I saw the Undertaker coming out. That's all I saw. But yeah, uh, I think it's. I'm not sure what this movie is uh, called. It's uh, something. I I wish I had Bill on on here. Oh, talking about Bill, do you know he has a podcast called That Wrestling Show? Uh, that's right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're also on there, That Wrestling Show, if you want to <laughs> check it out. Go subscribe really? to that podcast as well, after you get done listening to this, which we're almost done now. Yeah. We're almost to the Jeremy part of the podcast here. <laughs> yes, hello, Jeremy. Uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. As Luke says it. Audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Yes. You can pay for us doing this if you want to. Or at least help. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice if you don't want to tell your friend. It's free. It's free to tell your friend. And it's very nice to tell your friend as well. Yeah, share the podcast, that would also be great. We need to start saying share the podcast at the beginning of the podcast when more people are listening, but go ahead and share the podcast, get it out to other people uh, so they can check it out as well, because otherwise they're never going to find it. Uh, I should probably be more on top of being on other platforms and things like that. That would help as well, so people could share easier. Um, Did you see this meme out there this week, Fro, of the Scandinavian word meme? No! Where it's like, 
a normal American sentence, but then it's written down like if a Scandinavian person had said it in English? No, no. Oh, well, look that up. I don't have any examples, but we did talk about the Super Bowl ad earlier in the show. Oh, yeah, the ASMR one. Should we watch it? <laughs> and we just got a response from Nikki because I posted it in our chat. She says, now that I see this, I remember it. Uh, I didn't watch the game. Uh, oh, played Red Dead, Dead Dem Redemption 2 instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she remembers the commercial. Okay. So go ahead and uh, play this row. In three, two, one, play. This is Zoe Crap. This is. What is his name? Lenny Kravitz's daughter? Yeah. So she's famous for having a famous dad? I hate this. I am incredibly creeped out by it, but... I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna, Rose over there just like... Uh. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying this, yeah. <laughs> we talked about it when we talked about ASMR. It's not a secret. I I get off on ASMR. I think it's sexy. And I can't stand it. I, I in real life when people are near me and they're chewing like, uh, and I hate it when people uh, get up close. If you're in a social situation and somebody gets up close and like whispers to you, I can't stand it when people whisper at me. It's just it gives me chills like creep like creepy like if you were in a haunted house and you got creepy chills like i get that when people like whisper to me and shit i can't handle it man i'm going to start doing that now <laughs> <laughs> hi and welcome to another digital system yes the asmr version yeah who knows do you think i would be good at asmr uh, no, probably not. I think it's more of like a uh, female thing, really, isn't it? I, I don't listen to male uh, ASMR. I'm sure there are, though. So, I'm sure there are, yeah. but like when I see them, I never see, on YouTube, I never see channels that are male ASMR things, so. I think it's, I think like the tone, the tone of your voice, it's more like, it's easier to get that kind of tone that they're going for if you have a female voice, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. there. Somebody's going to get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> um, do you know what? And I, something that I forgot to tell you about that I watched this week that I, uh, made me laugh out so fucking loud was Cinema Sin. They did uh, one of my worst movies of last year. They did uh, the whole uh, town eating towns uh, and being a towns? mortal engine. Oh, mortal engines! Mortal. Right, I saw that. Yeah. Yes, I I I laughed out so fucking loud. It yeah, was so I, funny. I never saw that movie, but I could watch. I go watch the cinema since they started a podcast. I saw today. Oh, it's been on forever. Oh, really? Well, they just promoted it, so it's the first time I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, they. It's their YouTube. They they uh, are going to put it on YouTube as well. 
Oh, I see. It's just the pod- podcast. I've listened to their podcast for a very long time. Hmm, okay. It's a very good, very good podcast. I think they are over a hundred episodes. Cool. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I mean, yeah. I like their YouTube stuff, so I imagine that's pretty good as well. Yeah. Uh, are we going to do anything next week? You think? Uh, oh, yes. We're going to tell the audience about something that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to watch a TV show, Luke. Oh, we yeah. We teased it last week. I got the info right here, actually. Uh, please do. The name of it is but, uh, What If? What If, yes. And it's coming to Netflix? On uh, May 24th. And we seen the teaser of it, and then we decided, oh, that's, that looks extremely good. But then... We saw the trailer of it, and it looks like the worst thing we will ever cover on this podcast. So I'm very, very much looking forward to doing that. Right. I mean, it's a trailer. It could be wrong. We could totally love the show, but it looks terrible. It's starring Renee Zellweger, Jane Levy, Blake Jenner. Uh... It says it's a neo noir thriller that explores the ripple effects of what happens when acceptable people start doing unacceptable things. Each season will tackle a different morality tale inspired by cultural uh, consequential source material. Uh, right. Yes, and then this and this is initial proposal. Uh... Uh, the TV show. Well, the first episode, Fro. So each episode. Delves what? into a different topic. No season, season. Oh, each season. Okay. Yes. So right, each this season. Is, yes. So, so this, this season is going to be about that. All right. Yes. So they're this already planning for multiple seasons, even though they don't. They have no idea if this is going to do well or not. So that's right. interesting, right? That right there. That's interesting. Uh, we we're yeah. not covering this next week. We're covering it the week after. By the way. Right, because next week we will talk about the final of Eurovision, Luke! Who is going to win Eurovision? We're going to talk about it! That's right. That's right. We will do another digital review of The Sun is Also a Star. I hate that title. It's a, it's a little clunky, but uh, I think I saw the thing for it, and it looks like I would not like it, but I don't know. Okay. I have never heard about this. Okay. Is it a girl movie? I just remember thinking I wasn't going to like it, to be honest. Okay. Uh, we will cover news of the weeks. Uh, probably something that's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> because that's... Right. What did, of- what did I, who did I talk about today that is going to get like their whole life ruined tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. look! The ruiner of good people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we will cover. Uh, I'm going to make Luke watch the last episode of Game of Thrones. Luke, you're going to watch the last uh, episode of Game of Thrones. Sure. I'm going to beat you. If it's a two-parter, I'll watch the second part. But yeah, I'm going to watch the last. No, last set whatever mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch two parts, it's just one part. Okay. 
I'm going to watch the last episode of Game of Thrones, and we'll talk about it, what we thought about it, and if we understood what the fuck was going on, because we have not watched anything before. Yeah. I've, I've read the books, like I said before, but I've heard that they've gone away from the books, so... <clears throat> Uh, then we will t- talk about uh, Project Blue Book. This was my pick for uh, the last movie bet we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also was a TV show we talked about this year, right? It was the be- it was in mm-hmm. January. Yeah. Uh, it it was a series of systematic studies into UFOs uh, conducted by the United States Air Force. Yeah. So we're definitely going to mention both the TV show and what. Uh, Project Blue Book is really about. All that is next week. Anything we've forgotten to talk about? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Someone's getting a divorce on Facebook as well. Have you heard about this? A divorce on Facebook? On 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 YouTube. YouTube. Right. Yes. Are Uh, you talking about Pro Jared or whatever his name is? Pro Jared is his name, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I never um, knew this guy existed, so I I wasn't as no. invested in the uh, saga of him cheating on his but wife he and everything else. Cheated on his wife, as I as I am to understand. Right, that's what I said. Yeah, she, he cheated on his wife, but I don't know. Like, apparently, him and her and all these other people that are in the YouTube uh, creator community, he cheated on her with somebody who's also a creator, you know, so there, that's where the drama wow. was really coming in. And and he started losing tons and tons of subs. So it, in like one day, I think he lost 100,000 subs and everybody was freaking out like, oh my gosh, this guy lost 100,000 subs in a day. And then the next day, <laughs> James Charles goes and just says, hold my beer. Like, yeah. hold, hold my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Let 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 me show you how we really do it. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious if that was the whole thing. Is like James Charles saw this guy getting all this attention, even though it was negative attention. Yeah. It was publicity. He's like, I can do that. I can do that ten times better. You know what they say? All publicity is good publicity. So they do say that. I don't know if it's true, but they do say that. <laughs> They do say that. They do say that. I don't know if I agree either. I don't know if okay. Harvey Weinstein agrees either. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Actually, there's one thing I wrote down here. I was at the grocery store, and like every second woman, every third woman was pregnant. I thought it was really interesting because, you know, it's spring. It's the time of year where animals procreate and start having uh, babies. Things start hatching. You know what I mean, Fro? And I think we as as humans, we think of ourselves above the animal kingdom. Like, we think of ourselves as, like, you know, humans, and then there's animals. But when you go into a grocery store and you see, like, every second woman pregnant in the middle of spring, that just proves that we're not as high up and mighty as we think we are. That's all I have to say about that. Right, I we're agree. still on that level. I think it's a good place to end. You it. and me, baby, we're nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. I used to love that song, yeah. I haven't heard that in forever. Mm-hmm. There you are. You're welcome. Okay, uh, we should say goodbye to everybody before we talk more shit, because I'm tired. I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> I have things to do tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, this has been another episode of another digital system. Uh, I love you all that listens. Uh, uh, thank you again, Nikki, for being on. Yeah, thank you, uh, Nikki. I love you, Luke. Uh, I love you too, I, for all. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>